Uh, welcome to episode 11 of Twin Cities Trekkies. I am Wes. And I'm Kenzie. And today we're going to talk about um, how do we introduce new people to Star Trek. Um, I think this is a really good topic to discuss because there are new fans every day. Um, things are, they, you know, they discover it by accident or they go like um, they go to like see one of the Star Trek movies or they watch Star Trek with their friends who are Trekkies and they're going like hmm I kind of like this I want to see more so this was actually inspired by a friend of mine who the other day um, was stuck watching um, Heroes and Icons here in the Twin Cities area and it happened to be on Star Trek The Next Generation and uh, she said to me, um, this is interesting. Maybe I want to watch more. So yeah. So I thought this was a really cool, interesting topic to discuss. We could talk about like, you know, um, how we should introduce our, like, how we individually can introduce people yeah. to this, as, as to other fans of the show. <laughs> I mean, how to get uh, new fans in the show because, you know, eventually, you know, you know the old people are going to be dying. Uh, unfortunately dying out <laughs> and we need yeah. fresh blood to re- uh, take their place <laughs> yeah if, if, I and I mean it goes it goes like more than just like being like how do you get people into but like how would you even introduce something or how do you even go about bringing someone down a nice path of opening up Star Trek universe to them and we've kind of touched on this in previous episodes about just like certain movies or certain episodes that definitely feel like a good way to kind of jumpstart somebody's interest in Star Trek, like an easy way for them to get an idea of the universe. And that's a part of how I even rank some of the stuff I really like, like movie wise and episode wise, because I'm like, this is something that someone can watch without knowing anything about Star Trek, or this is a good way for them to understand kind of the whole universe that Mm -hmm. uh, is Star Trek. So yeah. I personally am not a big, uh, I, I could never be a saleswoman. I'm not a proselytizer about anything because I've had too many people like absolutely not like the, the random things that I like. So I never go into anything being like, I'm going to get you to like this. It's like, I know no one's going to like like spiders or critters or IDing plants or whatever. So Star Trek is one of those things too. Where I'm, I know you're not, <laughs> I know you don't like Star Trek, but I will show you things about Star Trek that maybe you'll be like, heck yeah, whether it be a potential romantic interest in a show where someone gets really caught up in that, which I have a story about, as well as just a movie where they're really like, oh, that was a really cool plot. Like, it's like, well, guess what? It's actually based off of an episode of the original series. Yeah. So to get in touch with us, you can email us, uh, tctrekkiespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us um, on Facebook and Instagram. Handle for both is TC Trekkies Pod. Um, I pretty much get us active on Instagram a lot. So whenever a new episode is available, I usually take the screenshot from the episode I have on YouTube um, and put it up on Instagram to say, okay, this is what the episode is going to be about kind of thing. I just tell you like where to find us and some of that, what the topic is. Stuff like that. It's a truly general thing. Pretty general. Uh, same thing with uh, YouTube, uh, the Facebook page, that kind of thing. Um, we can also you can also um, find us on 
pretty much every platform. You can leave us voice messages on the anchor.fm website for us, uh, anchor.fm slash TC Trek, uh, Twin Cities Trekkies, excuse me. So if you want to leave us a voice message, leave us voice feedback, we would gladly, I can gladly pull it out and, you know, you know, we play that um, as feedback, you know, but keep in mind that any feedback you do leave on any platform such as YouTube, link to the episode facebook or instagram or even on, on anchor just keep in mind that a few uh, your comments may be used in a future episode all right so um let's talk about uh how should we get fans into star trek like i said at the top of the show it's based on a on an idea that my friend who is stuck watching next generation one day one night uh, thought this was cool, and she thought, okay, maybe I'd be interested in learning more. So how shall we um, introduce fans to Star Trek without being... Uh, there's one thing I really want to say is that we should not be pushy. Yeah, no, no proselytizing. I never want to twist someone's arm to like something if they don't like themselves. I feel like one of the key things to look at when I've been interested in getting people into Star Trek is what do they like in a show in the first place? Like I had a friend who she never really watched any sci-fi, but she loved like American sitcoms. She's from Norway Mm -hmm. and she really liked Voyager. We particularly watched, uh, there was one, I can't remember the specific episode, but we had watched a few. We just were kind of like binge watching it one summer, just Mm -hmm. hanging out together and she started really liking the idea of Chakotay and Janeway having a thing. She got really excited about that. And for me, it sucked because I didn't want to break it to her that that's like not a thing. But she had a lot of hope for it. And she's like, this is giving me some like really good American TV vibes. And I just really like the dynamics of these characters. And I really like, you know, like Bellana Paris and like all these people too. So... I, I, I'm into this and she started watching it on her own being like I really like this and I like the doctor and I like all these characters and that is mostly because she had consumed a lot of American TV with a certain type of arc to it that that got her interested and I think if she would have tried watching original series or Enterprise I don't think that would have been necessarily the same way like as the the feel that Voyager has Maybe Deep Space Nine, I feel like, could have similarly gotten her in because Deep Space Nine has some pretty good, like, like inter intercharacter, like romances and stuff, like, mm-hmm. like Dax and Worf and everything, like that you can get kind of excited about. But I that one was definitely where I'm like, you have to kind of look at what they're interested in out of a show or like what they're getting out of the entertainment that they seek. Yep, totally. Yeah, you know, pretty hard. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, um, unfortunately, I have done what you said, be pushy. I have actually been a little pushy, um, especially to my wife. Um, granted, she's only seen, like, what, like, she's only seen the movies. She's never seen the TV shows. I mean, she has seen, I think, probably five of the movies, um, like the three Kelvin timeline ones. And then some of the prime timeline ones, she got, I mean, she got mad when Spock died in the Wrath of Khan. 
<laughs> and I was like, here's Star Trek three, the search for Spock. He comes back. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, unfortunately I have unfortunately pushed Star Trek on people um, going like, uh, cause I want, I want to be able to talk to people as like, oh, talk to people as like, hey, this is something I like. Um, why don't you like it with me? Uh, <laughs> you can talk yeah. about it. We can talk about it. So, and unfortunately, I have been a little bit pushy, but you know, I'm trying with with my friend. Um, you know, it's like I'm trying to think. Okay, what would be the best way to um, keep her interested in Star Trek, but also not be pushy yeah i feel like one of the biggest thing is curating episodes or giving them like episodes that you know are just like crowd pleasers or just generically like i I definitely always recommend star trek 2009 to be Mm -hmm. like all right like watch that and if you like that then go watch wrath of khan and then or go watch into darkness and then wrath of khan and then watch like space seed you know like do do something with those like that's nice yeah, that's like, I feel like it's a good way to like introduce it. Otherwise, I I show them my favorite episodes, or I'm like, oh man, if you if you want to watch it again, here are my favorite episodes, and you can watch that. Like, but I I've never been one to just I I just personally have a hard time. Like I I would try to get kind of like like get people pumped about Star Trek. Like I like talk it up and be like, heck yeah, I love it, and here's why. But I just would never try to convince anybody to actually watch it and be like, nah, it's probably not for you and play that more like being like, I don't know, it's up to you. I don't really know what you're into, but here's why I like it. So if that sounds interesting to you, go for it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, we we can, like, you know, for those new fans of like, you know, stuff like that, I mean, (laughs) I mean, Divulging a little bit, we do have a kind of an audience with this podcast right now. Yeah. We, we actually do. It's a small audience who actually likes Star Trek, including some people in our um, in Hennepin Healthcare's uh, ambulance uh, ambulance uh, EMT yeah. ENT officer contingent. Uh, I, I this is actually from the the same source as my friend who actually got stuck watching Next Generation. She says that some of the people from the Hennepin Healthcare EMT people have actually listened to our podcast because they're trying because they're fans of Star Trek themselves. So yeah, <laughs> and- I've, I've had people who have changed over time, like mm-hmm. you know, or they've watched something. Like I, you, you remember Tony from college? Yeah, uh, one of my boyfriends that I've had. He originally actually hated star trek to the point where he was sort of like a teasing back and forth of us where he really liked star wars he was one of those people that like the whole like binary of it's either this or that like it's star wars or star trek and i'm like why not both definitely both like i'm like i i like both and he would constantly try to like pitch that whole nope you have to choose one or the other kenzie (laughs) and if it's star trek i hate star trek and but he got into it after after the fact he really got into star trek later on like actually probably more so after we broke up and we're just friends but he really got into it and I'm not I'm not sure what his story exactly was on how he started really getting into it but he started watching Next Generation and he really liked Picard and then he started really getting into some of the episodes and story arcs of that whole series mm-hmm. and got really excited about it so he's one of those people like when Discovery was first announced like he you know like messages me to be like oh did you see this or like the movie announced or something like messaging me about that like 
getting excited about Star Trek. And then he was really excited about Into Darkness. Like, like when that movie was announced that he was really into Benedict Cumberbatch and was like, oh my God, he's going to be in here. It's going to be so sweet. So I think for some people, it could just be something as simple as an actor that's in it that someone's really excited about. Like my yeah. best friend who does not like sci-fi totally watched uh, Star Trek 2009 because of Chris Pine. She liked Princess Diaries, the Royal Engagement, mm-hmm. and was like, yo, I like that guy a lot. So I'm going <laughs> to watch this. And then we went in and she's like, that was really good. I can see why you like Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can always like, I can always, I, I you know, give them like a list of episodes, you know, if you're in the next generation, I, if, if my friend ends up watching more of next generation, I kind of want to like warn her about the poor quality of the first two seasons of next generation, relatively poor quality. I mean, there are some gems in those first two seasons, like episodes, like where no man has, where no one has gone before, conspiracy, yeah. skin of evil, um, that kind of one one zero zero one zero zero one. I mean, that's one of my favorites from season one of Next Generation, and there's episodes from season two, episodes like The Measure of a Man, Q Who, yeah, uh, Q Who, Contagion, Contagion, the one with the with the computer virus, um. And stuff like that. I enjoy it with the Iconians. I, I like that one. Um, but the, and the Times Square, the one with the two Picards. Um, I like those. So uh, yeah. and, and just try to tell them. Like, I, I kind of want if I want to like introduce people to like, okay, Next Generation is the show I grew up on, but Deep Space Nine is my trek now yeah. because I, I like DS Nine more than Next Generation now. But um, yeah. I, but um, I would tell them, like, you know, here's my favorite episodes from Next Generation. Here's ones I think you would enjoy, that kind of thing. And, you know, she told me, it's funny, she told me that, um, she told me that, uh, that uh, when she, the episode she was watching, she said, like, oh, this is like a commentary of contemporary times. And I tell her, I told her, and I told her the next day when she came back, she told, like, uh, when she came back to visit me and she, I told her like, you know, Star Trek has always been a commentary on the current, um, yeah. current times of political, social, literally economical. a reason why the original series cast was cast the way it was like being like, that is representative of a current broken world of earth. Like that is why the, why the crew is the way it is. Yeah. And that's and, why, and that's why the show has been so popular for the last 55 years yeah. is because of that. And, and, you know, I tell, I tell people this um, all the time. I mean, I mean, and that's kind of like, sounds like I'm gatekeeping a little bit when I say this, is this the Kurtzman era of Trek is kind of going back to that. I mean, yep. s- some of the messages in the shows now, like Picard season one, for example, with all the the synth band and stuff like that that's pretty Mm -hmm. much a contemporary message about what's happening down at the southern border of the united states and there is and there is like a lot more like that's another aspect to consider the political aspect like some people that's a turnoff like they don't want to watch they're looking for escapism but Mm -hmm. some people that's a key, key interest to be like hey there's like a lot of political commentary that i'd be interested in seeing how they delve into it like 
one of the reasons why I particularly like Next Generation was for episodes dealing with the, the rights and sentience of Data, like treating mm-hmm. him as a sentient being, having rights as, a, as an individual and unique being, and just a lot of commentary on how you treat like anomalous cases or things that fit the normal narrative of what we perceive as life or what we perceive as having rights or what's the mm-hmm. right thing to do. And for some people, that's like, they don't want to watch a show where that's what they're talking about. But for some people, that's like, wow, that's really exciting. Like in college, we watched that episode of the like, the trial of trying to, you know, like mm-hmm. Maddox trying to say like, hey, I want to take data and take them apart, you know? Yeah. And data being like, oh, I'm not really into that, but I can't really say anything, huh? Because technically I am not somebody who can have say on that because I'm just property. And then Picard being like, no, 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 wait a minute. No, you're not. Let's uh, make sure that we can define this and make sure you have freedoms. We watched that for class around like, what does it mean to be alive and sentience and the future of technology and when it, if it ever gets to that point. Uh, I know there were a lot of people in the class that had never seen Star Trek. I'd seen the episode and I'm like, oh yeah, perfect way to have this conversation. And there were a lot of people that left class that day being excited about probably watching Star Trek being like, oh, I think I'm going to look into this data guy. It's pretty cool. Like, that's a pretty cool conversation. And I have technology and what if conversations about the future and sentient electronics. Like, let's do it. <laughs> let's watch Star Trek and learn about data. Yeah, and I thought the and that's a good one because you know the um like if you watch the episode and you watch the first season of Star Trek Picard, um it's pretty much a continuation of that story because you know yep. a whole bunch because the synth the synth uh, synthetic life forms attack Mars, um in the first season you know it's the repercussions of that after Starfleet decided to help the Romulans out. Because their mm-hmm. super, because their star was gonna go supernova, and then the synths attack, and they decide not to do it. So yeah, it, it's pretty much a contemporary thing. Like this is something that Guinan did warn Picard about. You know, if you got a whole bunch of data, it's all disposable. You know, <laughs> you don't think about Dangerous. their right. You don't think about their rights. You don't think about their welfare, and that's pretty much what happened. Unfortunately, I mean, I mean, granted, it was probably a Telshiar programming of them that caused them to cut the cut the attack the, the attack on mars we don't know exactly what caused that that caused the caused the destruction of the utopia planitia yards in Picard, but <laughs> but uh what caused them to do that but um it's just like you see all these commentaries now about you know in star trek now you know yeah uh, that's the sense Treating yeah. treating people with a right to life, whether you're a good person or considered a bad person, there's still there's still mm-hmm. conversations around, and that's commentary to now, which a lot of people are interested in learning about. So yeah. definitely another aspect of getting someone interested in the show when it's like, hey, you want to see a futuristic take on other issues that are similar to now? Yeah, take a look. Yeah, take a look at Discovery season one, for example, the the Klingons and, you know, the, the fear of being diluted. Um, that's pretty much what was going on in this country 
during the height of the Trump the Trump presidency. Yeah. So, I mean, even the producer producers had said the Klingons in season one were based on Trump supporters. Um, that, that's what it was. That's what they had said it was. So, um, and you watch it now, you're going like, yeah, it makes total sense. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I, and I know my friend is very much into politics, that kind of thing, political things. So um, I can always show her like episodes that are, dealing with ethical moral political dilemmas that are in every show yeah i mean because that's the conversations i've had like with people where like you know they they are talking about something and i use an example of star trek as like an example of that situation and it's like oh this is a really great example of that like here in one star trek i was like oh wow star trek talks about that and it's like yeah you should watch it It's, it's good and then that's i mean catching somebody's it's mostly just piquing people's interest like if i'm ever going to get someone interested in anything it's just usually seeing how genuinely excited an individual is about something in the first place like i have never intentionally tried to get people into moths but i've sure had a lot of people message me about moths and take time to take a picture of like a bug because they're like hey you post a lot about this and you seem to really like it now I'm kind of interested because I, I I see that you're really pumped about it and I think that goes for any sort of interest like when people have certain interests like people kind of feed off of the energy excitement of seeing someone really into something like it makes you excited about it too when someone's really excited yes totally yeah that's how I felt like when my friend said like oh that's cool I'm glad you watched it and liked it I mean, you know, I'm trying to like, okay, let's see what I can do to, I'm trying to think, what can I do to encourage you to watch more Star Trek? So, yeah. so that's how I feel. And I'm I'm really happy that, you know, I know that I'm glad that we, uh, you know, I, I'm glad we actually are a voice for those people with this episode to like say, okay, here you go. We're going to try to be pushy on you. And here you go. We can uh, show you um how we best go about showing you how to like star trek without being pushy or preachy to you yeah and i hear that i hear that comment all the time well star trek's not a political show Uh, i'm sorry but it is sometimes but i've also yeah i've definitely had people who don't like star trek because of that like being like i don't want to watch a show that reminds me like escapism like my my dad actually in the later years of watching it for a while kind of dropped off from watching Star Trek and the later stuff because of that like he's like you know I spend every day stressing out about what's happening in this world and you know getting really anxious about what does the future look like and it's really hard to watch a show that also subsequently reflects that when I'm like you know like I, I gotta watch other sci-fi that's a little more like less on the nose of current political issues and a little more out there or even comedic just as like escapism and so it's one of those and I don't know to convince my dad to like Star Trek but it's definitely one of those things where people kind of ebb and flow with their interests based on mm-hmm. what they're looking for out of entertainment because not everybody's really like not everyone's super into fandoms either like I met people who just they just don't get attached to the fandom like a lot of my friends just that's not what they do they're not like really into Star Wars or they're not really into like certain Disney stuff they're just like I don't know it's cool but I'm not like invested 
it. Like, Mm -hmm. and there are some people who are super invested in fandoms and they are almost like vehemently so like the Star Trek versus Star Wars stuff where they're like, I won't like Star Trek because I like Star Wars. And those are the ones that I will, that's where I'll try to get a little preachy because I try to convince people to break that. I mostly don't try to get new fans of Star Trek and I try not to really push people to like Star Trek. It's more so people who are aware of it and choose to not be into it because they like something else. And I'm like, you can have both. You like both. Like you do not have to like one or the other. You can definitely like both and it is okay. Yeah, exactly. And I know you and I are in that boat uh, of liking both. I mean, granted, I have not seen the other two, the other two anthology Star Wars films. I've only seen all nine episodic ones at least once so um but i still like star wars i mean i'm excited about that that universe being expanded um uh, that universe being expanded on disney plus i'm yeah i mean i'm excited about one of the movies coming out in a couple of years um because i was a big i I wonder if it's gonna be like the the video game um it's called star wars rogue squadron um Mm -hmm. coming out in 2023 from disney and I'm going like I'm super pumped about that because I was a big fan of the video game. So and that's uh, another way to get someone interested in, in Star yeah. Trek is through media, like other media outlets, yeah. like video games, or like even like I don't know. Sometimes there's references, like all the stuff about references to Star Trek. Like a lot of people know the Live Long and Prosper mm-hmm. and Vulcan ears and Tribbles. Like those are things that people recognize from Star Trek and having those references can pique people's interest to like watching something funny and seeing a reference to Star Trek might be like something that actually piques their interest and be like, I'm going to go watch Star Trek because I don't understand that reference, but everyone else thought it was funny. Yeah. That, that's why all like the like other shows kind of sprinkle other fandom references in their shows like for example the simpsons for example which had tons which has tons of star trek references yeah um like it's been dropped several times throughout its 33 years on the sh- on the air um and like even some of the um cast members from star trek have made appearances in in star trek in, in the simpsons like Leonard Nimoy, uh, Patrick Stewart, that kind of thing. Um, they lent their voices to characters who not necessarily are them, but they were in the the show itself. Like Leonard Nimoy is the only person who's played himself more than once. Yeah. So in The Simpsons, which is and, awesome, and yeah. it gets people. I think some people get really interested in that when they see like the random stuff that they've done, like see something like that where they're like, "I want to know more about this guy because he's Spock, obviously, and but also he's Leonard Nimoy, and it's something that's referenced often with mm-hmm. his presence." So yeah. I think that also just gets a lot of people into the franchise when they see enough references or see that it's popular enough to just be there and it's like hey that was a star trek reference and people are like what really that's kind of random and cool okay i i might watch the show because i want to understand the references too yeah and a most recent episode of the simpsons referenced the kelvin timeline films because jj abrams himself made a made a guest appearance in 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 a a recent episode of the simpsons and i'm like I mean, me, my wife, and my friend were watching that the episode as it was on, 
And I'm the only one who got the references because it was J.J. Abrams. So um, yeah, <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, out of the three of us, I actually was going like, oh, I know these references. Uh, it's like, because it's J.J. Abrams. And like, I, I know these references. So it's like, and I had to like dumb it down for my wife and my friend to like say, okay, this is kind of like what he's talking about regarding his Star Wars films. He did, he directed two of the Star Wars films. Um, there's some, some of the Star Trek things he did. Um, that kind of thing uh, turned us into this big multimedia franchise. Uh, so yeah, yeah, which actually, some people but, get really pumped about. Yeah, and exactly. And I know he wanted to do that after the very first mo- Star Trek movie he did. So he wanted to explode Star Trek again, and it took well, a few I think years. He did an amazing job because that's yeah. how a lot of people I know got into it was through those movies of the JJ Abrams Kelvin universe spinoff like mm-hmm. that that definitely got a ton of my friends into Star Trek or aware at least of some really like basic Star Trek stuff where they're just like oh yeah I know that storyline or I know about Kirk and Spock and Pike and all this kind of stuff and yeah. Khan like I understand now. I I which I appreciate like Mm -hmm. the mostly the reason why I want people into certain stuff is just so that we could share like inside jokes and references about it which that feels good to do yeah otherwise I'm like I don't I mean I think it's good to watch because there's good commentary Mm -hmm. good like well-meaning stories things you can learn from and growing up with it it's impacted me but I also just love just being around people who understand what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, you, you know what I'm talking about. Nice. Like, feels mm-hmm. nice to have people understand the references that you understand. Yeah, and that's how I feel about, you know, I mean, that's how I feel like I, I want to convince people. It's like, hey, there's this cool science fiction show that you can get into. And then the two of us can talk and, you know, get all these references and, you know, talk about it. Like, you know, as we were like, you know. As we would talk like normal people like you and I are talking right now Kenzie so yeah. um like that kind of thing and there's like oh these are awesome podcasts about it one of them is TC Trekkies the other one yeah. is like I like listening to Mission Log I mean because they're the one like like those people who do that over at um Roddenberry um like all those podcasts over there like Mission Log Daily Star Trek News that kind of thing those yeah. are my favorite and that, like opens up yeah opens up other media for people like podcasts or video games or mm-hmm. like spin-off things that are very similar like being like well if you like star trek or you like spacey sci-fi exploration stories mm-hmm. maybe you should watch this show too and i mean it just opens up a lot of different content for people to be interested in it yeah and also opens up to the other other sign up other science fiction franchises that are similar to star trek um so so series like the orville or um or the expanse um yeah yeah, the amazon series the expanse or 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 that or the orville or um Mm -hmm. or babylon 5 or um other ones you know it's like they can all i mean all science fiction spacey shows can coexist with one another they i mean yeah and that's what i try to tell people i'm like watch it all like i mean if that's like your thing and you like it like i'm gonna be a little bit of like the netflix recommendation algorithm here and be like maybe you should watch these too like do it yeah yeah, i hear you like this 
try to watch this stuff too and like star trek's usually in there with like mm-hmm. oh you like you like this type of commentary or you like these types of story arcs watch this series do it if it, you worth your time yeah exactly and that's how i feel about you know i mean that's how i feel it's like if you want like an action of the adventure of, of the week which um we're getting one of them now in strange new worlds but we're also got the original series next generation i mean deep space nine voyager enterprise they all deal with the alien of the week or the problem of the week some of them do i mean like you know but there's like most of their series do yeah but then there's also like if you want some humor too with that go watch the orville um yeah it's because i see that all the time the, the the adventure of the week but it's also really funny at some points too like you know i mean i see a lot of i mean granted the orville in my opinion is seth mcfarland's love song, love letter to tng so yeah. because it's very much like tng like you got a character who, who, who looks like wharf um you got a character who acts like data um mm-hmm. and you got ed mercer who is just like kirk with a little bit of picard and you got <laughs> the first officer um grayson you know she's just like a little bit of like janeway and you know Riker. so if yeah. you know so you know it's that kind of thing you know and it's and he got the cocky helmsman who was <laughs> you got you got oh, yeah. you got gordon i love i love this like the they're kind of almost like these like stereotyped caricatures of mm-hmm. of who they are in other series like they're very representative of like different characters throughout star trek and that's why I like it. I'm like, I can see that this is very heavily based off of different characters throughout Star Trek and oh, yeah, kind totally. of capturing their spirits and like caricatures of people. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can't wait for season three of the Orville, which they're saying hopefully by the end of this year. I mean, they've had some delays because of the pandemic, but now with um, Hollywood Productions having, um, more protocols for contact tracing and testing for the virus um they've they've had a couple of hiccups um but they'll be coming back hopefully by the end of the year yeah and speaking of other covid related news unfortunately um strange new worlds has had a positive test of covid um there was an actor who flew in from vancouver to be a guest star on a future episode of strange new worlds um, he had tested positive for the virus. He had been in contact with some of the costume designers um, to um, uh, some contact. So they're, so they're in quarantine, that kind of thing. But the production of the series was not impacted. Thank yeah. goodness. So, but uh, that's good news. But it's really kind of sad that, you know, I mean, granted, it was bound to happen because you have three series of live action Star Trek um Picard on in California and then Strange New Worlds and Discovery in Toronto. So um or Strange New Worlds in Mississauga and then Discovery yeah. in, in Toronto, which are next to each other by the way, in case anybody wanted to know. They're roughly about like Mississauga is actually a suburb of Toronto. <laughs> so mm, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so um yeah, so they have had a positive test of COVID unfortunately. And it's it's really kind of it's it's kind of sad, but it was bound to happen, unfortunately, because I know certain other shows have taken pauses 
to um, their production of this year because of the pandemic. So, I mean, yeah. other show, yeah. So, like Fine. one of the show, like one of the shows that inevitable. I like, yeah, it was inevitable. I like I like watching other shows. Like, I mean, Young Sheldon, for example, the the prequel spinoff of Big Bang Theory, which has a ton of Star Trek references, mm-hmm. because because Sheldon is a big fan of Star Trek. So, I mean, you know, it's like, it's really cool watching some of the Star Trek references in that show. I mean, like, you know, because he watched, like, he recorded episodes of Next Generation and watched them. You know, it was was kind of funny to watch those and, like, seeing, like, oh, this is what he watched. This is cool. Cool. (laughs) So, so that kind of thing. So, I had a lot of, lots of people message me about watching that. Like, people trying to get me to into shows like that because they're like, hey, they really like Stark and they're huge nerds and they like science. They're like physicists. And I'm like, you, you'd like that because you're going to school for physics and you like Star Trek (laughs) and all this other nerdy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, why didn't they just name the show the a big bunch of nerds? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been it would have been it would have been better. But I like I mean I like Big Bang. Yeah. I like Young Sheldon. Um. So uh. But I do like the other references in other series. Like oh, they bring up like stuff from Star Trek and other shows. Like there's mm-hmm. an episode that's, there's an episode of Seinfeld. Like the like they talk about the Wrath of Khan and the search for Spock and mm-hmm. they make they make fun of it. And I like when Jason Alexander is in the cafe shop and yells Khan. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean I, I mean I love that whole episode of Seinfeld. I, I mean like those episodes of like other references in other shows that are not necessarily Star Trek, but they have references to them. It's like, oh, I like that. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, it feels I, good to be like, I understand. References do something to your brain that feels good when you can like connect the dots of finding something else that's like, I bet that's what they're talking about. Or that's that's totally what they're referencing. And it's just this like brain feel good moment where it's like, wow, mm-hmm. my brain understands that. And it, it, it just is such a weird, like complex like feeling of goodness to understand what somebody's talking about like I think deep down that's all everyone wants is to be understood and to be able to like you know make that connection with someone about any sort of content so I and that's I think why I think you know like groups are so popular where people are fan groups together like getting people into stuff like I think a huge deal like people joining fan groups on Facebook like and making joke like joke groups meme groups for certain fandoms like it's great and that's also how I get it I've had so many people that's it this is another big one is through social media like I've had so many friends who get into Star Trek because of like meme groups around Star Trek like especially there's there's one like excuse the language but Star Trek shit posting is an insane group and it's so funny and I've had so many friends who are like explain this meme to me and I'm like okay well here's like the episode here's what they're joking about they're making fun of this like yeah and like just so many different ongoing jokes and I and I love it like that is definitely one of the things where I've had friends be like I joined this group and it's hilarious and now I've been watching Deep Space Nine over because I see so many people talking about this thing and now I'm really excited to watch Star Trek yeah totally and that's i mean i'm not a part of that group unfortunately but um that's because um i'll let you know a little story about that um i used to run a star trek a positive uh fans of star trek 
Discovery Group. And some of their members joined our group just to spam us. So it is unfortunate. So it's like, I I, I had to like, you know, very seriously vet these guys who were going to join our group. And then, and then when they were doing something bad, like, you know, it was a very positive group about all of the Star Trek franchise, the Star Trek universe. And I had to ban a few people. My messages to them ended up on their shit posting page. So it's like why you got banned. Here not everybody go. who's into not everybody who's into the yeah. same stuff have the same perspective on how yeah. it's perceived or how serious people take stuff. Yeah, like, and wow. yeah, yeah, and that's how I got. That's why. That's why I don't. That's why I have not joined that group is because of that. But you know, other things about you know, like getting like fans into like, like podcasting. You know, now that you and I are doing this podcast. I mean, I did a podcast before about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a lot of friends out of it on social media. Some of them are still who are my friends. Um, even after what happened um, about a year, about over two years ago now. But, um, but some of them are still my friends. And, you know, and I know that some of them I do want to meet sometime in per- someday in person. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would love to go to the Vegas convention, but now we're going to have, speaking of conventions, we're going to have Star Trek missions. So uh, mm-hmm. if you heard about that, Kenzie, at all, yeah. I mean, we didn't mention it um, on the episode about all the first contact day news because um, I forgot about it, <laughs> but we got Star Trek missions coming up next year. Hopefully they'll be able to have in-person conventions if a lot of people get vaccinated between now and the end of the year. Um, it's going to start in Chicago in April of 2022. So I'm kind of excited. I mean, I mean, I would love for them to come to Minneapolis too. Mission Minneapolis. I bet you they will once the, uh, once things settle down. So, um, which I hope, you know, I'm not, I want social justice, obviously, but, uh, for what's going on in the world, especially up here in the Twin Cities, where we had like a couple of unfortunate killings of black men by police, but um, but I just you know, you know, I, I want social justice for them. So once that settles down and we get the justice that we want, I can imagine that start the Star Trek missions missions people would actually do one here in in Minneapolis but I'm kind of curious to know where they would do it the convention center probably and probably yeah. some other places around the Twin Cities or maybe they would call it Mission Twin Cities rather than uh, Minneapolis or Mission St. Paul maybe just call it yeah well, just call it Mission Twin Cities and have like places where they would normally have conventions like the Hyatt Regency over here in downtown mm-hmm. or the convention center and that kind of thing, and maybe have someone across the river, over at the river center, maybe, I don't know, so, or maybe yeah. have someone at the X, who knows, at the X Energy Center, so, who knows, um, but I can imagine they would eventually come to the Twin Cities, but they're going to start in Chicago, and then do one every year after that, so, which is yeah. kind of nice, you know, it doesn't, I mean, it, it saves the expense for people who don't have necessarily the, the funds to go to STLV every year, I mean, there are people who do, like, I have a friend who lives in Vegas. She goes there every year. Uh, my friend Amy, 
it's it more Vegas. accessible. It just it's makes more it accessible. more accessible to have it in different places across the country and mm-hmm. it having a different format than like a very iconic like convention that people know like there's that can be intimidating like some people don't really want to go to conventions if they don't know a lot about mm-hmm. like star trek like i don't know if i would invite one of my friends who doesn't like star trek and get them into star trek by bringing him to a con i'm not sure because like either they'd really like it or they would feel super left out and confused because they don't know anything Mm-hmm. And it would turn them off to it. So it's one of those things where if they're a little more laid back format and they're in different places and a little more casual and informal, it's an easy way to get people into it, like bringing them to panels or like just seeing people dressing up. But it's not like the known convention that everybody talks about for Star Trek. Like that's like the 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 like the holy grail of Star Trek conventions. Like I think it's a little less intimidating to just go to more casual ones. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to save the expense for people who like, you know, like, for example, if, you know, I would want to go to the Chicago one next year. I mean, it's less of an expense to me to go rather than save up money for August and go to Vegas and go to their convention. So, um, because I I think it's less of an expense, you know. Or, you know, like I said before, one of my, our previous episodes, I used to go to the conventions all the time. I mean, I mean, when I was a kid. I used when they had Star Trek conventions here. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how that's how I met Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, I mean, you know, we have the virtual ones now because of the pandemic. Yeah, which you know, like, I think is honestly a really great way to get people yeah. involved because it's like way less, way less pressure on you showing up a certain way presenting yourself and you can just kind of jump in and I and that's my biggest thing is like I always want anything I'm trying to get anyone into should feel like they can just jump in and Star Trek has been one of those things in my life where I've seen examples of it where it's not very easy to jump in like the gatekeeping aspect of Mm -hmm. some some topics of Star Trek or how people talk about Star Trek has definitely turned people off to be like oh, I, I can't get in because the first thing I say when I, I talk about liking Star Trek is someone starts being the like, oh yeah, name 10, ep- 10 top 10 episodes from each series and then everyone's like, yeah, I'm not into it anymore. That's what people do to me mm-hmm. when I even say I like Star Trek. It's like, oh, like means you have to have stuff memorized or something or you have to know this like alien name or you have to know this captain's like whole backstory. And I just have had friends where they're like, nope, I won't say that I like this thing or that I'm into it because too many people who actually like it, like super hardcore, uh, almost test me on it when I see them or like think that I have to prove my worth. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that can be a little tough. Like, but that's, I feel like that's loosening up quite a bit. And as the universe expands and there's more producers, there's more like a direction in the show on like how things go it's become a lot more open to people rather than like the one and only gene roddenberry and his vision of trek and anything else is not canon type of thing mm-hmm. like it's gotten way more open and accepting and people can say i like star trek without being quizzed on mm-hmm. like proving that they they know it because liking doesn't have to mean knowing and that's as long as you make sure that you don't do that to people that's the way I would say you can always get someone into anything 
is by making sure that they feel like they don't have to know everything there is to know about it to like it. Yeah, and that's like um, that's where we should always strive to be. Um, you know, for us being you and I being like you know hardcore fans of Trek, of Trek um, we should try to encourage new people to explore explore the final frontier, so to speak, um, and enjoy Star Trek for what they are for what they for what it is and stuff like that, without having yeah. to feel that pressure like you just mentioned about you know feeling like okay name 10 episodes that kind of thing so yeah all right i think we're about wrap this up any final thoughts well just if you're even slightly interested in star trek no pressure but definitely it's so easy to go on like reddit or just to go online and look up people's favorite episodes or funniest episodes you can pretty much find any aspect and commentary of a star trek episode out there so yes. that's my one way if you're looking to jump in or you're unsure look up hey you're, you're super into romances look up best romance arcs of star trek and watch those episodes or mm-hmm. look into it or join join a random group on facebook to look at memes or people having discussions about episodes if you want to learn more exactly and also you can always talk to either one of us if you want to um you know i mean i mean we're just a small little fraction of the uh entire fandom so um feel free to reach out to us um either let us know on you can either message us on the facebook page too you know we got you can send a message to us we'll gradually read your message about it i mean how do they how do we get into it that kind of thing you know yeah it's just it's just like you know talk to either one of us we would gladly help you out i mean we're not going to be pushy on you that's one thing that i'm trying not to be is pushy so um it's like you gotta like this too with me so we can talk like no i'm not gonna make you i'm not gonna push you into something yeah. you don't like I've had people, I have people message me a lot just about things that I've talked about. Like, hey, you mentioned you really like this thing. Tell me more about it. Like, I get a lot with makeup. I get a lot of critters, clothing, thrifting clothes, particularly like people messaging me to be like, I noticed you're really into that. What, like, how did you get into it? And I'm like, Star Trek's another one that Mm -hmm. you can definitely hit me up and be like, hey, I noticed you're really into this thing. Why or how? You know, and I I am totally down to just talk a lot about it because that's what I do. All right. So preview of next week, episode 12. Wow, we're at a dozen episodes so far. Um, The best two-parters of Star Trek, all the way from the original series, all the way to Enterprise. Because we're just going to stop it right at Enterprise because Discovery and Picard are serialized. Um, you know, it's like a one episode after the other kind of thing. Doesn't make much sense to do a two-parter about that. Granted, there's one two-parter in Discovery, um, but it's part of the overall arc. But um, Picard is has a two-parter as a season finale, first mm-hmm. season finale. So Discovery did that, but that's part of the overall story. So until next week, take care and live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. Thank you.